Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like school districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice, curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poteaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company Podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, 
A teacher or someone who works at a school, or you're a community member, a volunteer or a staff member at an organization that supports people with special education plans, a coach, a tutor, or even a grandparent, you're in the right place. Sit back with an ice cold glass of lemonade, put on your walking shoes and grab some headphones, roll down the windows and cruise. Ready, set, go. Educate, advocate, collaborate. Welcome back to another episode of Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow, and I'm so happy you're here. Today is a little bit different because I don't have any notes prepared for what I am going to share with you today. Now, before you toggle off of today's podcast, I will tell you that the reason I don't have any notes is because this is an issue that has come up so many times in my office in the last three weeks. It's come up so many times, in fact, that by Tuesday of last week, I had already logged 40 hours of work. That's right, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of last week were extremely busy for me because mainly of the this one issue. So I want to pop in really quickly this week to go a little off script and to talk about what schools are supposed to be doing and we're doing, doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, last school year was probably a little bit more hectic for most families, but there are still plenty of families that are learning remotely this year in the 21 and 22 school year. And there are plenty of inconveniences with quarantining and illness and all kinds of other things that are related to COVID-19. And what's happening in my office is that so many children were not serviced appropriately last year in the 2020 and 21 school year, and now things are really starting to catch up with them. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about what was and is supposed to be happening at school. And I promise it won't take very long. I promise that it won't take very long because I am super busy working on the ABC course and I can't wait to share it with you. That's right. This week I am recording my course, which is called Advocacy, Business, and Concepts in Special Education. Whereas the lab, about which I've told you so much, is geared more towards parents in special education. The ABC course is going to be geared towards parents that want to take a deeper look into special education, but mainly towards people that are advocates, people that want to be advocates, people that are new in advocacy, people that have been working in advocacy for a long time but just can't get enough like me. What we are doing is every week we are looking at one topic that is an advocacy topic, one topic in business, because if you're an advocate, you're running a business, and one topic that's a special education concept, and we're just getting a little bit deeper into that issue. There are four units all together, and it is really coming together nicely. I can't wait to get started in that. And since I'm super busy with that, we are popping right into today's episode, what schools should have been doing and should still be doing 
during the COVID-19 pandemic? Now, here's the quick answer, you guys. They should be doing what the IEP says that they should be doing. And what I have seen so many times in the last couple of days is that schools met with families and said, oh, well, you're learning remotely, or you are learning in a blended situation, or you are learning here, or you are learning there. And so therefore, we are going to change your IEP. And what I am here to tell you is that the United States Department of Education and many, many states came out with guidance that said, absolutely not. The IEP should stay as it is, regardless of how the child is learning. The COVID-19 pandemic should not affect special education. Now, we have talked a lot over the last year about compensatory education and compensatory services. And what the departments of education have said is, of course, there are going to be things that you can't do. They're either impossible or they're impracticable. Impracticable impracticable means almost impossible. And so there are going to be things that schools can't do as a result of COVID learning, no matter what it looks like. And that's okay with the, with the, all of the departments of ed have said state and federal. And of course, I haven't read all of the state guidance documents, but um, you could probably find your state's guidance documents fairly easily on your state's website. What they've said is it's okay if things aren't happening, the IEP stays the same, and we make up for it with compensatory education. So we make up for it with outside services or with makeup services, whether that is extended school year services or something else that's after school or in the summer in order to put the child in the position that the child would have been had the IEP been delivered. And the service has been delivered in the IEP. So I'm going to say this again. The IEP document should not have changed just because of COVID. And so if your child's IEP changed because of COVID, and if your child is starting off this school year and things are not going well, then you might want to look back and say, oh, okay, maybe we need to ask for compensatory services in order to get caught back up. So what's happening? I'll tell you a couple of trends that I've seen. I have seen a couple of districts that um, met and said, we are not going to um, honor this IEP. We're going to change the minutes. Um, And so, you know, maybe a child is learning in a half day situation. And so the minutes get cut in half or get cut in some other way. Um, Maybe a child is learning on a remote platform. And so they say, um, well, you know, the remote platform only takes this amount of time. And so it's appropriate to give this amount of time of special education. Maybe a child's learning remotely and can't access related services like PT and OT and speech and those sorts of things. And so some districts have cut those out of IEPs altogether, regardless of the need for speech, for example, the district has cut speech out of the IEP because, well, the child was learning remotely. And what I am saying to you is the Department of Education issued guidance that said that is not to occur. 
Rather, the IEP should stay the same and the compensatory education should kick in if the districts aren't able to help the child make meaningful progress. Now, a lot of my clients say, well, okay, so yeah, but we had this annual review and then that's when the big change happened. Okay, be careful of those annual reviews because maybe a district, and who knows, I hate to say that they're being sneaky, you know how I am. I like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, um, but maybe at an annual review it happened that, oh, all of a sudden we have to change all of the minutes or all of the services or all of the goals really weaken the IEP. Be careful of those annual reviews. Even if it happened at an annual review, it is still inappropriate. And a lot of my families are saying, well, my gosh, I mean, how could they have prepared for this? You know, COVID, none of us prepared for it. And I completely agree. It has changed all of our lives significantly. And I would venture to say for the long term. But what I will tell you is that school closures for extended periods of time are not new to us. We have natural disasters like earthquakes and floods and hurricanes that will close schools in an entire state or in an entire region for quite some time. And so there has been guidance on what to do during school closures that has been published by the Department of Ed prior to COVID breaking out. So when COVID first occurred, um, the Department, the United States Department of Ed issued guidance fairly quickly. And a lot of people suspected that that was because they had had practice with those kinds of natural disasters. Regardless of the reason why they issued the um, guidance documents, the fact remains that the IEP should not have changed because of COVID. So I wanted to pop on to the podcast today to give you that little blurb and to also tell you that the solution is in compensatory education. I really hope that this helps you to stay ahead of it and to be proactive about trying to get some better services in place, trying to get your child caught up as opposed to waiting until the wheels fall off. I'll tell you one other way that the wheels are falling off before we sign out for the day. A lot of children in my practice are having their wheels fall off because of behaviors. And the sad thing is, is that if we had been supporting the child all along, we might not have these behaviors. And so I really, really caution you to look at this if your child is prone to behaviors. If your child needs a lot of behavioral support at school, if your child is prone to anxiety, which is <laughs> kind of getting difficult for everybody to monitor and to manage right now because I think COVID is um, really starting to hit a lot of kids that have anxiety my own and myself included. Um, and um, so as a result of that, um, kids are having behavioral struggles. And so if your child falls into that category, really, really consider taking a look at the IEP and making sure that it's offering enough supports. And to that extent, you know, maybe the IEP is great, but it's a great time to be extremely proactive about 
instituting additional supports. You know, maybe your child has always had anxiety, but you didn't need any goals or any specially designed instruction for anxiety or behavior supports or anything like that. But now as a result of COVID, um, it might be smart to institute some um, some goals and some specially designed instruction to um, to address that issue. So just another little tidbit. Okay, I tried to make this episode kind of like I was talking to a client and addressing some of the common concerns that have come in. I think I got a new consult every day last week. And so um, I have been busy kind of tackling this from lots of different uh, avenues in my practice and thought, you know what, I'm going to do something a little off the cuff for the podcast and get people some information right now because I'm seeing a trend in my office. I hope it's helpful. We will come back with more organized, structured um, programming like you are used to next week. I am so excited to share with you the ABC course. Stay tuned for information about that. Of course, follow me on social media for all kinds of updates and have a great week.